Welcome to the Can Do MS podcast. I'm Dr. Samantha Balistrieri, and I'll be your host. Today's podcast is episode number 70, and I have two guests here to speak with me and share more about another awesome nonprofit in the MS community that is First Ascents. During this conversation, you may hear us refer to First Ascents as FD. I'm happy to welcome Mackenzie McGrath, who is the VP of Programs at First Ascents. Along with Mackenzie, we have Tiffany Ashton Gatsby joining us. Tiffany participated in the very first program that FD offered for people with MS. So Mackenzie, we have to talk about this first. I hear that all your staff and participants have fun nicknames from your programs. I understand you go by Spuds and Tiffany Ashton goes by Spirit Wolf. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, the the nickname tradition happens at every overnight program and um, gives each and every participant a chance to step out of their normal life routine, fear, or diagnosis and allows them to just step into the experience as a new, you know, new individual, not previously defined by what they might be bringing to the program. That's very cool and a wonderful way to allow your participants to dive into your programs fully. So Spuds, tell us a little bit about First Ascents. Yeah, um, First Ascents uh, provides life-changing outdoor adventures for young adults ages 18 to 39, impacted by cancer and other serious health conditions, including MS. Um, We were founded over 20 years ago in the Vale Valley um, by a former pro kayaker, Brad Ledden. Um, and what started with one kayaking program in the Vale Valley has now, um, evolved to hundreds of programs nationwide, um, for a wide group of young adults facing various life altering health conditions from cancer to MS, um, as well as caregivers, um, of the oncology community, hopefully, Um, We're building a base to serve um, caregivers of the MS community too. That's a real interest of ours. We just don't have enough uh, uh, folks yet who are uh, to to put a program of that sort on, but eventually will. Um, And then in response to the pandemic, uh, we did start serving healthcare workers on the front lines of COVID-19 relief efforts. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, So kayaking is a big program, but what else do you offer? Yeah, we offer um, whitewater kayaking, rock climbing, ice climbing, and surfing. So those are the predominant sports that we focus on. And um, our programs are a lot more than just outdoor adventure. Um, Although the main focal point and the backdrop is, um, you know, adventuring in wild places with peers And there are other components that we bring into the programs um, like nutrition, um, mindfulness, yoga, et cetera. But I would say the main, you know, area of focus and and what we really emphasize is peer-to-peer support and outdoor adventure through some set activity that I shared with you, whether it's whitewater kayaking or climbing. That's great. And if we're just looking at your programs in a, for multiple sclerosis, how um, does First Ascent help mitigate and manage symptoms at a program? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, we have, well, it's, it starts well before the program starts itself. So we have a team here at um, First Ascent HQ, our programs team, that works with um, any applicants on an individual basis. 
and we have a an medical application where we collect a lot of information about um, folks' symptoms, potential triggers specific to MS, but then a, a general medical background so that our team is as best prepared to meet the needs of the applicant as much as possible. Um, so a number of things that we tend to see from our MS applicants is a history of um, fatigue, uh, issues with temperature regulation, spasticity, numbness, tingling. Um, and what we do is once we receive this application, we have also a team of medical reviewers. They're all licensed medical professionals that um, review the application and try to put the person in the best program that um, is most appropriate for them um, based on what they tell us. So, you know, transparency and honesty on the application is, is um, not gonna um, inhibit people from going out with us. It's just gonna better allow us to meet their particular needs. So we'll do anything um, at programs from like providing um, cooling vests, which is quite typical for us for individuals that might have issues with temperature regulation, um, a lot of focus on hydration, um, a lot of downtime, built-in rests and breaks, um, and then also working with our partners to have as much shading as possible, because a lot of the activities that we're doing, we, we know, you know, if we're out on the river and we're whitewater kayaking, like, you're probably not going to be able to kayak with an umbrella over you the entire time. So we're pulling over, we're taking breaks in the shade, or we have a support raft that's following that does have shading if somebody needs to, to take a break and get out of the sun for a bit. So we do a number of things, but we really do tailor it based on um, applicants' needs and, and, and try to use a real individualized approach. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of thought and consideration goes into each program to make sure everyone's comfortable and safe. If you had to pick one thing, what would you say is the most powerful part of an FD program? Oh man, there are so many powerful parts of it. Um, I would say probably the last day, um, and that is graduation day. And it's really what we're trying to do is with, with these uh, participants that come out, it's a, always a small group environment. Our programs are about 12 to 15 um, participants. So we're really focused on small, intimate um, groups. So there isn't an overwhelming amount of people um, and people can really get to know one another. And we move folks through a progression. I'll use whitewater kayaking as an example, where they're learning to paddle the first couple of days or learning to wet exit, which is safely get out of their boat if they flip. And then we're, they're learning to move through rapids. And then eventually on the last day, they go through a graduation rapid or for climbing, it's a graduation climb where it's a bit more challenging and they're doing it on their own, but they're doing it within the company and the safety of a trained um, group of staff and guides. So safety is number one, um, but it really allows um, participants to see how far they've come and to apply the skills that they've learned over the course of a, an entire program. And whether somebody does, you know, flips in a rapid or they make it all the way down, it's a really, really impactful experience. And it's really just about each person having their own individual journey, but also doing it in the company 
um, and feeling supported by others. Yeah, that must be special to see from your perspective, but also a really special moment for each participant to see how far they've come in, in your program. Yeah, it's remarkable. It's a really incredible thing to, to be a part of. Well, Tiffany, you have actually participated in an FD program, so I'm looking forward to hearing about your perspective. Um, so how did you find and first connect with First Ascents? Um, I got an email from one of my healthcare providers. Um, MS groups that sends out like random, um, information for people with MS. And there was just this little blurb that said, you know, outdoor adventure, kayaking, something for people with MS. And it was like free of charge. Like, and I was like, Oh, that sounds fun. I didn't really know exactly what it was. And I just saw it was something that sounded outdoorsy and wasn't going to cost me anything and was for people with MS. So I filled out an application, didn't really have any expectations or know what I was getting into at all. So it was just kind of winging it. And, uh, I believe I was pretty last minute. I only applied just a few weeks before the program start date. So I didn't really have a chance to like psych myself out or really even think about it. It was like, Oh, I want to go on this thing. Sure. So going into your first adventure, were you nervous? Were you excited? I mean, honestly, I, I was just kind of open for anything. I wasn't really nervous because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I mean, I think if I would have had more information up front, I might've been a lot more nervous, but I figured, you know, for a bunch of people with MS, like, what are they going to have us do? I figured we were going to paddle around in a lake, you know, lazily kayaking for a few days. Um, I didn't really know that it was going to be a strenuous um, whitewater kayaking program that was actually going to challenge me in so many ways. So, I mean, I just knew that it was the pilot program. We were the first ones. So we were kind of, you know, guinea pigging it for the, the group of MS folks. And I was like, okay, let's like, let's go out there and see what happens. So you've been a part of two FD programs. The first you did whitewater rafting. Will you talk a little bit more about that one and then share your second FD experience? Sure. Yeah. The first program was, like I mentioned, it was the pilot program for folks with MS and there were 14 of us. We were in Montana on the Tarkio River, um, which was uh, just outside of Missoula. Um, when I got off the plane, um, uh, a, a couple of folks with uh, some tutus and uh, poop emoji hats <laughs> were <laughs> greeting us at the airport and quickly told us not to, um, not to use our real names. And we were waiting around kind of very confused. I think a lot of us didn't we were definitely weren't expecting that kind of a greeting. And then we were told we had to come up with nicknames and not to introduce ourselves, which is kind of how the, the whole start to the, the FD nickname and my spirit wolf journey began. Um, so yeah, there were 14, uh, 14 of us sharing, uh, living quarters in a cabin on the river. It was gorgeous cabin and it really felt like summer camp. I mean, it was, you know, a bunch of us kind of, kind of piling in and sharing that intimate space with each other. The difference was we were all really bonded through that experience of having MS. And for most of us, none of us had really been in a group of people with the diagnosis, especially for that extended period of time. I mean, 
a support group situation is completely different from this because you're immersed uh, in this living environment. So you can actually get to know people on a different or intimate level. Plus you're also going through a challenge with, uh, with each other where you're challenging yourself mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, so it was, it, it was quite different in that sense. Um, also the FD crew were extremely welcoming. I mean, we came in, they're like, don't worry about your luggage. We got this for you. Sit down. Can we bring you coffee? And I was never expecting that sort of welcome. Usually, um, being around people that are not, um, that are not also at people with disabilities, you know, you're kind of always the one in the background trying to catch up. And we were just told to kick back and relax and that it was about us 100%. And we were there to like have a really good time and a meaningful experience. Um, so yeah, we started out on the river. First day I had to get flipped upside down in a kayak. Um, I don't like a lot of us didn't know we were doing whitewater kayaking. Some of us did, but we were like, wait, what? We have to do what? So, um, yeah, that was kind of like, I don't know, I was going to say trial by fire, but it was more like trial, trial by water dousing. Um, and I'd say one of the best things about that initial day was just, there were so many people around us supporting us for safety that made me feel extremely comfortable. I mean, that was one of the main reasons I even went on the trip in the first place is because I was told that there was going to be um, medical professionals uh, there for safety. Um, so there were world-class kayakers surrounding us, teaching us how to do everything. And somebody could get to you within 30 seconds if anything went wrong, which I think, especially for people with MS, um, there's that, that hesitancy uh, to do new things or to do things that you haven't um, had a chance to experience because what if something happens? What if something goes wrong? And the FD crew didn't allow anything to happen to us. They protected us so thoroughly. Um, I just, I felt so safe and it's definitely nothing I ever would have dared to do on my own. I mean, I'm not going to go to the middle of a river in Montana, get in a, get in a kayak and be like, oh yeah, I got this. But I, I knew I was, I knew I was going to have a safe experience, whether it was a good time or not, I knew I was safe. So yeah, that's uh, really important. It sounds like first assistance was prepared to handle almost any situation to make sure you felt included and safe. Yeah. The second experience was, um, me and another participant, Bertie, we were invited back. So it was still kayaking and it was still in Montana, but just a different spot. Um, I actually ended up having an MS flare during that program. And I, I mean, I, was experienced kayaker. I'm doing air quotes um, because I had gone through the program before, but I struggled and it was, um, I think it was good for, for the people, um, to see that, Hey, you know, you can end up running into some big roadblocks and still be supported and still have a good time. I was having some spasticity and had to get pulled from my kayak. Um, people were right there to help me. Um, I got put on the, on the whitewater raft for the day and was under a nice little shade and got to hang out with the camera crew, um, and still got to participate. So it was great that despite having, you know, a flare and was in the middle of, you know, 
some crazy, like, you know, spasticity and things that just prevented me from fully participating, I could still be there and I could still not feel like I was getting left out. And I think that was probably one of the most, I mean, like just, it touched my heart because usually when things like that happen out in the world, you know, you get left behind, you have to stay home. Um, but the FG crew was really there for me, um, making sure I was still very much included and still going to have my little, my little graduation run was a little bit different that, that series, but, um, it was just as fulfilling and I wouldn't take it back in a million years, even the little flare. <laughs> no, that's, that's really, really special. So now that you can look back on who you were before your experiences with FD and compare it to who you are now, how would you say you're different? Uh, honestly, the FD experience really had a profound impact on um, my life, my the way I view having MS, um, just knowing what I can do if I really set my mind to it. Um, I had just started going back to college that year that I went on the MS, uh, the FD program. And I, uh, had never really been in a group like that. I've made, um, connections with those folks there that I, we still talk, you know, four or five years later, um, four years later. Um, those are some meaningful relationships that, uh, I was able to develop that I, I never would have had a chance to encounter, um, you know, we shared some of our deepest, darkest fears and insecurities, uh, through this journey. And, um, I'm actually starting a PhD program in the fall and part of the research that I'm going to be doing, um, the direction that set, um, set that into motion was really, um, kicked off by this, this FD program, just the idea that there can be healing, um, achieved through things that are not within the realms of traditional medicine and that emotional healing, that bonding, that experience, um, can be just as important, if not more so than, you know, your, your medical biomedical treatments, you know, obviously, you know, most of us are taking medication for MS and, and in doing that, but like, if we're leaving behind the rest of ourselves, if we're leaving behind, um, you know, that emotional part of ourselves that is so impacted by this disease, uh, you know, you're, you're never going to have your whole self unless you address that. And that FD program really, um, allowed me to, to take care of that part of myself in a way that I didn't know I was missing and I didn't know was possible. Yeah. That sounds life-changing in, in a lot of ways, but that's really wonderful. Spirit Wolf, thank you so much. Like hearing about the impact of our program on you and your life um, brings tears to my eyes. And, and I'm so, thank you for sharing that. Um, that just fills my heart. So Spirit Wolf participated in your very first program for people with MS. How have your programs evolved since? Our programs have, have evolved. Um, you know, the very first program in, in 2018, um, the one that Spirit Wolf went to, and, and in 2019, um, we worked in partnership uh, with, a, with a clinical psychologist, um, Dr. Samuel Kane, and we researched the impact of the program 
Um, and so we did, you know, launch a, a full-fledged uh, research to track quantitative and, and qualitative outcomes. So, um, you know, we did we did find after the 2019 program that, that the week-long MS programs um, did improve um, self-efficacy levels of anxiety um, and mindfulness among our participants. So, you know, we continue to use data at FD uh, to inform decision-making on our program model and the direction in which we want to go and to just track our overall, overall outcomes and impact. Um, we also, you know, qualitatively and anecdotally, what Spirit Wolf shared is so much of what we found is um, that, you know, when you bring young adults together that are share share a common experience, um, magic happens. And um, so the amount of peer-to-peer -peer connection that happens at a, at a program is transformational. Um, so we continue to uh, build on these strengths and continue to make them a focal point and then also look for other ways to adapt um, our programs or improve the main central thing that I've taken from is like, we can't communicate enough, like just communicate and over communicate. And then that allows people to self-select in um, to a program that they feel like is the most appropriate for them. And, and that my team can have that open dialogue and communication with them to find the most appropriate program. Yeah. So I think it's pretty clear that a lot of thought goes into these programs. Well, I'm anticipating that some of our listeners are going to be interested in learning more about FD programs. So where should they go to check out more information or details or apply? Yeah, just go to firstdescents.org. You can um, then go to our programs finder, which is on our homepage there. Check out our programs, um, see if there's anything that is of interest to you. Even if you're like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about doing it, but maybe I'm not ready this year, still come to our website, check out what we're doing. Um, and I encourage everybody, um, if they see the pro program and they're excited about it, or feel like, yeah, I'm just not sure, just still join us. And what you can do um, is fill out a program's inquiry. Um, and then we have your name, we have your contact information. And we can start having a conversation, whether it's this year, it's next year, it's in two years. Um, we just want to get as many folks out there and, and see how many folks are interested in our programs. So that's how they get involved. And or that's the first step. And I would also say to the, to the listeners too, if you have a young adult caregiver who also is um, within the ages of 18 to 39, um, and we, we have a grace period up, up to 45 too. So technically we serve ages 18 to 45. If you have a caregiver who's supported you, have them come to our webpage and inquire on our programs page as well, because we really want to start moving in the space of serving the MS caregivers as well. Um, so yeah, help us see who's out there who, who could benefit from, from our programs. Yeah. And our caregivers are so important. So I love that you guys tailor yeah. to them as well. Um, yeah. So Spirit Wolf, any last thoughts uh, about anything you'd like to share before we close out? I would definitely encourage um, everybody out there 
to take an opportunity that they can make it happen to go on one of the FT programs. Even if you think you're not sure, even if you're a little bit hesitant and you're not sure if, if it's for you, I mean, just, I would say just do it. It was the best decision I ever made. So on behalf of Can Do MS and myself, I'd like to thank both of you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Can Do MS podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a rating and review. We'd love to hear what you think. And thank you to our generous sponsors for making this episode possible. Thank you to EMD Serono, Novartis Pharmaceuticals, Sanofi Genzyme, and Genentech. Have a great day. Until next time, I'm your host, Samantha Balsherary. <laughs>